Hello and welcome to Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production. I'm your host, Curtis Winkle, and I'm here with Jeff Port, Product Manager with Kimray. This podcast is brought to you by Kimray. You can visit us at kimray.com to see our full slate of training materials and videos. And by the way, we've got a new website uh, up, and so I encourage you to go check that out. There's um, a lot of new updated features that will make it uh, helpful to learn and uh, and get what you need uh, quicker. And so I encourage you to to check us out at kimray.com. Um, and I'm with Jeff Port. So Jeff, how are you today, man? I'm doing really well, Curtis. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, hey, Jeff, this is your first time on, right? Yes, it is. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where'd you we'll start with where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in uh, good old Edmond, Oklahoma. It's actually still where I live today. What do you, what do you do in Edmond? What do you enjoy? What do you spend your time doing? Um, well, I got a lot of family in Edmond, so that's really the primary benefit, family and friends. It's nice to be close and be able to do things on a whim if you're wanting to go grab a bite to eat or something like that. Yeah. All right. How about uh, spare time? Any any hobbies you're fond of? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I love to do most is spend time with family and friends, but stuff yeah. that I just do by myself. Um, I'm pretty into music, so um, I've played piano since I was early teen and then do a little bit of guitar and even bought myself a ukulele over quarantine. So (laughs) try and dabble in a few different things when I've got the time to do it. You're a one man band. (laughs) Not quite. Maybe in my head, but (laughs) that's cool. Okay. So, um, now you had kind of a unique journey with Kim Ray. Can you talk about that a little bit? You're on the supply chain side for a while. I know. Yeah. I've been actually at Kim Ray for eight years. Um, this month. So that's uh, kind of crazy right. for me to yeah, think about. Congratulations. I did a ministry program um, out of high school. Shortly after that, I kind of came to Kimray not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up and was on the dock. I uh, worked out there in the production floor for about a year and a half and then ended up moving over into supply chain. And so I was there for gosh, I guess it was over five years, um, predominantly in the purchasing department. And uh, just in February of this year, I moved over into product management. So. All right. Yeah. So th- this is kind of a newer area. We've had a couple of your colleagues on, but can you talk a little bit about uh, a product manager there, what they do, what your job is like? Yeah. As I'm kind of learning what it means to be a product manager at Kim Ray specifically, as opposed to just, you know, anywhere Uh, I feel like the question is probably what do we not do is how it feels the more time goes on. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it's the product process overall, Um, obviously defining and developing products, working on those launches, obviously the sustaining activity um, through the life cycle of the product and then ultimately retirement of a product. When does the market no longer need this? And what does that mean our response is? So there's a lot of strategy that comes into play, but then also a lot of practicality and working with a lot of different teams. So all of the product guys work with uh, product teams, and we also work really, really closely with sales and customers. So kind of trying to bridge the gap between the business and all of the business's needs along with sales and all the customer needs. So it's, yeah. a, it's a wild ride, but it's a fun one. Yeah, you have to. I mean, going back to your your one man band, you have to speak a lot of different languages. You have to talk <laughs> Me too. Cust- customer and and you know, on the ground issues, and then you also have to speak engineering, which is is a challenge. 
That is absolutely correct. I'm not really fluent in anything yet, but I'm just uh, figuring it out as I go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all are. Uh, well, uh, our issue or our, our subject today that we wanted to talk with you about is is a new non-vent conversion kits yeah. um, for our back pressure regulators. Um, and so this is is uh, you know one of our products that's very responsive to customer concerns and trying to adapt to to conditions. So can you talk just first a little bit about what the issue is that we're trying to address with this non-vent conversion kit? Yeah, absolutely. I think the primary thing that we really want to um, address is you know making a simple, an easy solution for somebody that may not know that we already have um, a non-venting version of the product you know different producers uh, whether it be based on the company they're a part of or the region they're located in may have certain um, emissions regulations or challenges that they're facing because our regulator is an intermittent venting product it will vent pressure off of the diaphragm as it adjusts although that's not the same as a continuous bleed type of product it still can uh, prove challenging again for specific producers or specific areas so we want to have something that's easy and available for our customers yeah yeah very good so we're kind of formalizing something that we've done uh, in the past right that's correct yeah i think that um, people who are more familiar with those challenges on a regular basis are probably more aware that we have this option available, but we've always just sold it as individual components or kind of just told uh, customers what they should go and look for at a local supply store to make the conversion themselves if they weren't able to buy the end item uh, originally. Yeah, very good. And so, and so this is something that's just uh, easier to put together, easy to order. Um, so uh, you mentioned kind of, you know, just different customers and what they're dealing with in oil and gas production, what are some of the reasons they might uh, need a non-vent product? Yeah, so um, one situation would definitely be where maybe colder climates or people who have um, some of their process equipment in houses, we definitely feel like from a safety perspective, it, we would always recommend using non-vent in those type of situations because you don't want to have methane buildup in an enclosed area. That's just not um, a good thing for anybody. Right. Um, so we would typically recommend non-vent products there, and that is a relatively common scenario. And then another issue that producers may face that would kind of gear them towards non-vent products would be uh, increased emissions regulations. You know, again, some of this can be self-imposed based on the size of the company um, or different areas outside of the U.S. that they have had to uh, comply with those regulations. So they self-impose it um, here as well. Or it could be um, governmental, either at the state or potentially federal level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, a, a growing uh, concern for a lot of uh, customers that we we deal with, and so just just kind of full disclosure, this is part of a, a bigger movement. Just as we as we talk with customers and try and adapt to what they're facing, uh, emissions are, are a big factor, and so yeah, um, so absolutely. both in pneumatic in our pneumatic lines and also mm -hmm. uh, inc increasing our electric offerings. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that Kim Ray is trying to move mm -hmm. towards. Absolutely. And I think that it's always difficult to balance, you know, doing something that has worked well for a long time, but also being environmentally responsible. You know, that's always something that's uh, 
we're trying to take into consideration and think of as we move forward um, in generations to come. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, so um, do we offer we offer end item codes now, right, for these non-vents? Yeah, and we actually um, have offered non-vent codes for um, back pressure regulators and pressure reducing like regulators for a long time. Okay. But I think a lot of people just didn't necessarily know that they existed. So we've had a little bit more um, interest lately, especially as things change within the market. But that always is an option, and it's probably the best option, you know, is just to order it from the factory that way. Um, it's going to be the most cost-effective cost to do it that way and would also save uh, people the most amount of time by doing that. Mm -hmm. So we would always recommend people just buy those codes. Um, they're available on our website. You can find those, and it's, you know, all kinds of fancy now, the new format and everything. Yeah. Uh, enjoyable experience but um, yeah but we also have these conversion kits available where if you didn't realize there was a non-vent version of the product you can still buy uh, let's say the two inch conversion kit and uh, change out the tubing and fittings to become non-vent right there so you don't have to buy a new product you can just buy the kit very cool so so they can either specify on the front end hey i'm buying a back pressure regulator i want it non-vent um, or if they already have one that they're uh, wanting to use uh, in a non-vent uh, application, they can order the kit, right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so order the kit, and I've got it. Uh, let's say in a in this scenario, what else do I need to to convert the the back pressure regulator from a non-vent, or excuse me, from venting to a non-vent? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a lot of stuff that most people already have in their toolbox, especially if um, a lot of this stuff is contracted out to either a supply store or a roustabout crew. So some quarter inch tubing benders, tubing cutters, um, wrenches, most of which 916th, um, primer, Loctite grease, and then whatever kit, depending on the size of valve you're needing to convert. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's really just some of the primary components that you're going to need to obviously make this thing non-venting. And what we mean by that is redirecting where that vented um, pressure is going. Instead of venting to atmosphere, we're just going to be redirecting it downstream. They can now just look up based on a chart that we have uh, what size kit they're going to need and order just that one part number and everything's going to come in there. But it's got your cut to length tubing. It's got all the necessary fittings. And uh, potentially one of the most important things is the new pilot seat spring. We do have a little bit stronger spring in the non-vented version just to make sure that that um, ball stays seated since it can take a little bit more um, pressure to overcome getting that pushed into the downstream. So yeah, not very many components, but everything you're going to need is right in that kit. Very good. Okay. And so that, and that's the, the regulator is going to work just the same, right? Once it's ventured. Uh, yes, it not will. I mean, yep. It works exactly the same as you would expect to the venting version to, um, the, the only area where we kind of try and caution people a little bit is depending on what your differential pressure is upstream versus downstream if you've got less than 10 pounds of differential you may want to evaluate some other options but that's not very common so obviously if you've got um 
10 pounds or more in differential pressure, it's going to work exactly the same as it would normally. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing about that, man. We'll, uh, I know we've got, um, that chart that you mentioned that we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, so they know what the kit is they need to order for their size of valve, uh, regulator. And then also if you just order the kit and you want to convert it, we've got a step-by-step video that's really helpful. that will show you just walking through the steps, uh, that will did of, of how to convert that from, from a venting to non-vent regulator. So that's right. All right. Appreciate it, Jeff. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time on Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production.